Hey all, my name is Brian Baird. Welcome to my program called Truth is Truth. The program is a faith-based podcast. I will be discussing biblical truth, biblical faith, biblical faith in politics, and many of my life experiences relating to both, and hopefully experiences of others who are willing to be involved. This will be an evolving life application program that people will be able to apply to their lives every day as it pertains to them. Please join me as we learn the truth together. Thank you, and God bless. Hi all, Brian Baird here again with Truth is Truth Podcast, Season 2, Episode 8. I was going to do this podcast on the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States, but God in His infinite knowledge brought me to this subject. I've learned to roll with it and do my best not to get in the way, so I'm bending my will to allow God's will to guide. Before I get into the specific podcast content, I need to vent a bit because God has put some things on my heart that I have been basically quiet about that I have to speak now. First off, God created us equal as a creation. Sin destroyed his perfection of the creation, and man chose to deny God in his perfection. It started and ended in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. They chose to sin and defy and deny God. When this happened, perfection and equality were diminished to where we are on this earth today. People are born with inequities, and all, all are seen, but all are felt. They are felt in how we look at each other, how we treat each other, and how we recognize God. No matter what you think, feel, or say, the one and only true living God and creator of all things is in control. He sees all the way from beginning to ever after, or eternity, if you will, because he created it, and he sustains it, all of it. So do I believe the earth will be destroyed and deteriorate to a point not to sustain us? No way. This earth will be ended when God says it is so, and according to his word, that will be after we are raptured and Jesus returns. Much more to that, but not for this content. Is the earth corrupted and evil prevalent? Yes, absolutely. All men are evil by nature since the fall of perfection in the garden after the fall of Satan from heaven. Are we seeing evil like no other time in history? I would say no. There was as much evil in the days of past as today. There are just more people today. Again, according to the Bible, there is not one good man or woman. It's all in God's word, but you have to read it. I have been asked many times if I think this current government is evil. The answer is absolutely But it has been for many, many years since it was established and corrupt. Evil humans wanted a king other than God. Again, I think the current system of government under the current leadership is probably the worst of all time. But again, this is all in the Bible. You just have to read it. We are living in a time of accelerated, uncontrolled, uncontested evil, much like Sodom and Gomorrah. Let's not forget that Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed due to the uncontrolled, uncontested sin. Read it for yourselves, folks, please. I could do many days, weeks, and maybe months to years of talking and proving out where we have been and where we are, but that is not where I'm supposed to go for now. I am thinking more and more about hosting a radio program of live interviews, chats, and called in questions that relate to our current state and where we are headed from a biblical view, as all should be. Maybe one day when I get done being commissioner. For now, I will stop the current direction and get to the point of order. 
My brother and pastor made a statement several weeks ago during a sermon. He said, but God elaborated on it for a few minutes, and I didn't think much about those words until later when God kept bringing them back to me. And I want to say here that Pastor Brad and me have this thing going for some reason. God uses me to direct Pastor and him to direct me. We say many times that Pastor said something that got me going in a direction, and I have said things that have been used by God to get Pastor going in a laid-out direction. It's like God uses us for this type of lesson strategy. And it's all good. We're going to be in Ephesians chapter 2 if you want to follow along for just a few verses. I will read a verse and summarize each verse until I get back to the main point. But just to let you know, the the title of this podcast is, But God. Ephesians 2.1 And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin. In the first three verses of Ephesians here, it is a clear statement in Scripture on the sinfulness of man apart and without uh, Christ. Quickened here means made alive. We know from Romans 3.23 that the relative consequence of sin is death. Because man is born into sin, he is born to eternal death. Man does not become spiritually dead because he sins. He is spiritually dead because by nature, as he is, sinful. The issue at hand is what we do not have a right relationship or standing with God. We are separated from God by sin. We are alive physically but dead spiritually, which is what matters. John 5.21 says, For as the Father raises up the dead and quickeneth them, even so the Son quickeneth whom he will. Men without Christ, to use a modern-day craze, are zombies, the walking dead who don't know that they are dead. They're dead in trespasses and sins. Being dead due to our sinfulness or being lost, as we say, prior to redemption, if we so choose, the offer is always there, but you have to accept the offer. Committing sinful acts does not make us sinners. We commit sinful acts because we are sinners. A sinner's doing good is good, but it cannot change his nature or his sin nature existence, and it cannot reconcile him to God. Only repenting and accepting Christ can change the outcome of eternal damnation and punishment. We don't want to hear or understand that more today than ever. As the Bible clearly says, because it is not popular and does not tickle the ears. Vocalizing the true gospel is not popular today because speaking of hell eternal damnation might offend some. Being offended is nothing compared to eternal damnation. So offend if necessary. Ephesians 2.2 2, Where in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. I know I understand this is time past ye walked. I was walking in spiritual death only understanding the world's evil ways and sinfulness, Only through Christ can we win this battle of spiritual death. World here means world system or values, lifestyles, beliefs, philosophies that are against God or opposed to God's will in our lives. This world system is more hostile toward God than ever before, in my opinion. Our government is more evil and following the characteristics of Satan today more than ever before. Satan is the prince of the power of the air in verse 2 and is the ruler of this wicked world and system until the Lord cast him into the lake of fire. Many people today have no regard for the true God of creation. This system has main elements of materialism, humanism, and fornication in many forms. 
Mankind has placed themselves above God in their hearts and minds to be confused that they are in control of anything, but are not. We are raided by our possessions in this world system, and our system is full of rich elitists that are trying to control all things, which is impossible. They may control this world system, but will not be able to stand against God and his system to come. Fornication and illicit sexual tendencies and idol worship is running rampant in the current world system with unnatural attitudes and mentality toward abominations against God and his creation. Paul is talking here to the Ephesians as they were acting prior to their salvation just as we can see today. Accepting Christ sets us free of the bondage of this sin. 1 John 2.15-17 says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Ephesians 2.3, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Paul explains here how ungodly, unsaved people live, and also to remind us who are saved where we were before that transformation. Prior to this conversion, we all lived in the sin of lust. The Jews were living the same life as the Gentiles in this nature, which is why he says, even as others. Then we, in verse 3, are the Jews, as Paul includes himself in this group. The children of wrath are all the people who were set against God and subject to eternal punishment as deserved and allowed of God. God doesn't send people to eternal punishment. People choose to accept this punishment. Let me further explain that people choose divine punishment. God will never force anyone to follow him or accept the sacrifice that Christ gave. We have to make a willful choice to follow God or Satan. The flesh of this world or earth desires sin. The Spirit of God or Holy Spirit desires to please God. And thus, once we have the Holy Spirit in us, the battle of the will of man or the sinful flesh, as we say, and the perfect Spirit of God in us begins to conflict. Before we accepted Christ, we knew no other way other than sin. The Spirit opens our eyes to the sin we have been freed from. Without Christ and Holy Spirit in our lives, we are totally consumed and lost in the world system and its power of the flesh and Satan. Ephesians 2.4 But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us. Let me repeat that. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us. In this verse, but begins to disclose God's response to man's sin contained in the first three verses of chapter 2. It expresses his perfect love toward us and his great mercy that was involved in the sacrifice provided for us by God. People either accept this mercy and love or reject it. That is each individual person's choice. Man, as we are called in the Bible, contains male, female, people, or all of mankind. That is God's wording, not mine. Truth is truth. God created male and female, and that is all of human creation. Any designation other than that is not of God, period. Man even participated in the crucifixion of Christ, but not in love and acceptance of the sacrifice, but in sin of man and Satan. God knew and knows 
who we are and again sees all the way through. And still in his mercy, he provided the only perfect sacrifice that would be our saving. John 3.16, it's a well-known verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Even though we are vile sinners, God loves us enough to save us. He offers us life everlasting and eternal perfection, even though we deserve eternal damnation, and many will choose that outcome. I want to come back to those two words of the title of this podcast in a few minutes, but let's move on. Ephesians 2.5 Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. Paul is talking present for those who were saved at this time within the range or distribution of this letter among the Ephesians and anyone else who reads it or hears it. This continues in the fact that we are dead to eternal life in our sin. We are spiritually dead. Salvation gives us the eternal life or quickening through the grace of our great God through Christ. Jesus clothed us in his righteousness, washed in his precious blood. We are saved in Jesus, not because we deserve to be saved, but because he loved us. It is up to us to accept this free gift from Jesus. Once saved, we can understand spiritual truth and desire spiritual things, God's nature. We can now seek godly things, the things above rather than the things that are on earth, Colossians 3, 2. This doesn't mean that every person who says they are saved truly are. We must determine if what we are seeing and being told is of the Spirit or of man. Men will twist God's word and try to confuse the elect. We must be vigilant in our prayer and studies of God's true word. I've said it many times before, Satan knows God's word as well or better than we do. He just twists it to fit his bidding, and so do his followers. As we can see, if we really look at some of the crud or lies we are hearing from the so-called preachers, teachers, and leaders of churches and political leaders, they are pure evil trying to confuse and fool you into following them instead of God. We that are truly saved will have a nature that has changed, and we will want to please and listen to God. Ephesians 2.6 And hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We are raised up and seated in Christ, and this is immediate after salvation. When we are saved, we receive eternal life at that time. I will not die, but move from this world right into the hands of Christ in eternity. So, in actuality, I am living eternally right now, even in this finite world. I am right now seated with and in Christ in his heaven. Wow. Just meditate on that for a few minutes, folks. Our inheritance is not here, but in heaven. This world and the contents of this world will be gone, and we will live a new life in eternity with the blessings and in the pure love of God, without sin between us. When Jesus ascended back to heaven with his Father, he said he would prepare a place for us, and that is exactly what he did. Now he's just waiting until God sends him to receive us. Ephesians 2, seven that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Through his perfect kindness toward us in Christ Jesus, he glorifies himself even as he blesses us. From the moment of salvation throughout the ages to come, we never stop receiving the grace and kindness of God. But the only way is through Christ. There is absolutely no other way, period. Truth is truth. 
1 Timothy 2.5 says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. It is finished. Jesus did it all for all who believe in him. I want to stop at verse 7 and go back to verse 4 in the two words the title of this podcast. But God. These two words are as powerful in my life as another two words I hold in my heart. Jesus wept. Jesus wept for me before I was born. That's why I know that God knew me before I was conceived, as many other verses in the Bible confirm. Jesus loved me because he already knew me as a father and son are one. I look at all the evil around me, all the evil and terrible times I see coming. And folks, it is coming. We can read about it many times in God's word. He will not forsake us, though. He is telling us through his word what to expect. You just have to read it and believe it. As he shows us what is coming, he always gives us grace and mercy because of his perfect love for us. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us. As I study and discern through the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that comes from God, I know that God is going to keep me. I do not need to worry or fret over these things that are here and are coming, but God. We're in times of a great movement toward evil humanism, and we see and hear much about this as we hear the speakings of those who want to strip us of our God-given rights and freedoms. We need not worry, because they cannot kill our saved soul. But God, we still need to live in this world, and for now we still need to look to God to guide us, and we still need to tell all we can about God's mercy through Christ. We need to show people our great love of God's creation, even on our correction and direction to them of what we know to be true. But God, we still need to stand and fight within our faith and not be afraid to speak the truth always and anywhere we are. We need to stand together in disagreement of the direction we are going, and we need to stand for those who are weaker than us. We need to trust God and listen to him with discernment in who is speaking to us. But God, we will know God in his ways if we read this true word and pray for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of and in his ways so as not to be fooled but God. And as we continue to move toward the time that God has for us here in eternity, we can be confident, bold, and sure that he is coming for us at the allotted time only he knows. Until then... Look up and be watchful as you continue the good work here on this earth for him. But God, be assured that God is real. He is a living God, and he wants us to be where he is. But God, I hope you guys have gotten something from this. I hope everyone listening has. And I hope you understand that what I say is just truth. And it's offensive sometimes to tell the truth. But God, in his grace and his mercy, in his kindness and his love, and in his power and his might, wants us to tell people the truth of who he is and what's to come. People need to hear the truth. And I hope that's what you've gotten today. And understand that it is the truth from the heart of a teacher that loves God.
I'm going to work on a podcast to give an update on where we are in these times in relationship to our current affairs and God's Word. And that'll be the next podcast. But until then, remember, but God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us. God bless you all, and may his mercy and grace abound in your life as you seek him and his truth. And I'll see you next time, God willing. Mm-hmm.